I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. Today I'm reading a short gospel story from Mark chapter 12 that's often referred to as the widow's mite. A large crowd was listening to Jesus gladly. As he taught them, he said, Watch out for the teachers of the law who like to walk around in their long robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplace, who choose the reserved seats in the synagogues and the best places at feasts. They take advantage of widows and rob them of their homes, and then make a show of saying long prayers. Their punishment will be all the worse. As Jesus sat near the temple treasury, he watched the people as they dropped in their money. Many rich men dropped in a lot of money. Then a poor widow came along and dropped in two little copper coins worth about a penny. He called his disciples together and said to them, I'll tell you that this poor widow put more in the offering box than all the others, for the others put in what they had to spare of their riches. But she, poor as she is, put in all that she had. She gave all she had to live on. As humans, we spend a lot of time in our place, by which I mean as part of a hierarchy. All of our society is based on some people being more important and some people being less important. Some people have more of a say in society and some people have less. Just recently, there was a big conference been going on in Glasgow, COP26, And there was much talk of world leaders and royalty, and then the diplomats, and then the actual negotiators. And then there were the protesters who were outside, who were there, but were not inside. And then there were the people who would protest, but had no money to get there, or weren't even allowed visas to get into the country to protest, to have their say. So there was a centre where all the action happens. And then around that, um, kind of rings of importance until you get to the edge where people's voices are simply not heard. If we think of Jesus during his ministry in Palestine 2,000 years ago, then there's the same kind of thing going on. Jesus is at the centre and then there are the disciples and then there's the crowd And throughout Jesus' ministry, three kinds of people move in and out from the edge to the centre and from the centre to the edge. The religious authorities, when they try to ask Jesus hard questions to trip him up. The waifs and strays, the outcasts that Jesus invites in and shares meals with. And then the people that he simply encounters on the road, like blind Bartimaeus. So let's think about this gospel story that I've just read and put people in their places. It's in the temple. Jesus is there. Let's put him at the centre. Around him are his disciples and then the crowd. Remember, the temple is not like a church, just one space. It's really like a village. Think of it as a group of buildings within a courtyard and around the edge of the courtyard are porticos, arches, cloisters for people to meet in and to protect them from the sun. So what we hear about 
probably happens by a wall with some shade overhead and Jesus is standing there and the crowd are around him and behind them is the entrance to the temple building itself and Jesus can see people coming and going in and out the scribes the priests the Pharisees the ordinary people who have made the pilgrimage to Jerusalem to pray and offer sacrifices to God and then this woman he sees her too she has no name there's no description of her she speaks no words or if she does they're not recorded and yet we still remember her we still ponder her actions and ask what they mean for us today by the entrance to the temple building were the collection boxes for donations people will have already tithed so given 10% of their income in temple taxes they will have paid the money to money changers to have their everyday money turned into temple money so that they could buy the doves or other animals for sacrifice and now they're asked to make a donation in our churches today we have plates with felt at the bottom to deaden the noise of the coins being put in the plate or we have bags to stop the collection falling out of the plate onto the floor but then the donation boxes had big metal funnels on the top a bit like trumpets or the speaker on an old-fashioned gramophone player so when you put your money in everyone could tell how much you'd put in by how much noise it made as it rattled down the metal funnel and fell into the wooden box the woman with no name and no description and without a voice put in two small coins the equivalent of a penny hardly any noise at all and Jesus notices she doesn't cross his path he doesn't invite her for a meal she's not a person of note she's likely on the other side of a noisy crowd dressed in the low-key colorless clothes of someone with nothing her donation is so small that it would have been inaudible as she made it and yet Jesus notices and then he comments I tell you that this poor widow put more money in the offering box than all the others for the others put in what they had to spare of their riches but she poor as she is put in all that she had she gave all she had to live on Jesus has recently been in conflict with the religious authorities, the teachers of the law. So there's a comparison being set up here between them and this poor widow. And it feels like there are goodies and baddies, people who do things to others and people who have things done to them. People who have choices and people who don't. It's easy to read this passage at just one level to say that it's all about sacrificial giving. The more it hurts you to give, then the greater the gift. If the money you give is spare and you hardly notice you've given it, then it counts for less. Or maybe to develop it a little and say something like, it's the heart of the giver rather than the size of the gift that is important. And that's not wrong. 
For us to consider sacrificial giving is a good thing, but we should never feel coerced into it. For us to give for the right reasons is a good thing. But if we limit this story to that, then we miss much of what's going on. I want to add two more layers to what we're thinking about today. The first is about choice. The woman is in the temple. She doesn't have to be. The woman makes a donation. She doesn't have to. She has the power to say no. She has the power to not be there. She chooses to make an offering to God and then to go and pray. Sometimes we feel overwhelmed with the woes of the world. The problems are all too big. There's nothing that we can do. We have no power and no choice. COP26, that big conference, that can make us feel like that. The problems are world problems. Nothing to do with us. We can't fix it. And then you think about energy saving light bulbs and electric cars and recycling and cutting down on eating meat. Small actions do make a difference. It's not long since we celebrated All Saints Day when we thought about the great saints of the church. But not just them, also everyone who has gone before us in faith and is now with God. Some of them did great things, but most led lives made up of simple actions and prayer, just like this woman. Simple actions and a prayerful life, we shouldn't underestimate it. It's what changes the world. The final layer that I want to add to this story is for us to notice again what it is that the woman gives. To quote the text, she gave all she had to live on. So she gives money, she goes to pray, and then she goes to die. And that's a shocking thing to say. How could it possibly be true? So shocking that we don't notice it. And yet, Jesus notices. When did this incident happen? If you look carefully and work it out, it happened on the Tuesday of Holy Week. Four days later, Jesus was dead. Was this woman dead by then too? Did the actions of this woman give cause for Jesus to reflect on the path that he was following? A simple action, the Last Supper, and then he went to pray in the garden, and then he went to die. The woman's death is caused ultimately by an unjust system that stops widows from working, that still continues to to demand tax, that takes from the poor and gives to the rich, and does so in the name of God. She is pushed to the edge, to the margin, to death. This is the system that Jesus is speaking out about. This is the system that makes him angry, that he rails against, that he feels is in the way of God's kingdom. And it is that system, those religious leaders, who call for his death, 
who coerced the Roman authorities into murdering him. Over the course of the next four days, Jesus is pushed from the centre to the margins and dies on a cross, abandoned by almost all his disciples, abandoned by the crowd. A simple action, a prayerful life and a big sacrifice. We don't forget the woman without a name and we don't forget Jesus. So what does this short good news gospel story say to us today? Well, it is important to give with a good heart, to give quietly without fanfare. We do have choices, all of us, about how we live our lives. We all live within systems and institutions that often dehumanise us, make us anonymous, control and oppress us. But even the smallest and the poorest among us can make a difference. Simple actions and prayerful lives. That's what the saints are all about. That's what the good news of Jesus Christ is all about. There are moments when we, or the people around us, choose to make really big sacrifices. And Jesus notices, just like he noticed that woman. And Jesus has been there before us, just as he was on Good Friday. And one final thing. We read our scripture in the light of the resurrection. That's the lens we look at it through. This story can seem quite bleak. But the resurrection shows us that there's always hope. And that ultimately God always prevails. We put Jesus at the centre. Jesus notices us. And puts us at the centre too. Alongside that woman from 2,000 years ago. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.